This storm will kill you. Look, look, look! I'm telling you! You know what I mean, folks? But if rich people aren't looking out for us, who is? It makes no difference which one of us you vote for. Either way, your planet is doomed. You're listening to the Our Take Podcast with Brian Sherman. He had a full head, you know, all the way till the end. It was white, and I was hoping to get that. I was hoping to get, like, the forehead, and uh, it was really hard to cut it off. And Spencer Rogers. To be a good pilot, you have to be able to make good decisions. I know what my credit score is, so I know I don't make good decisions. This is the Our Take Podcast. From Scary Parrot Media Studios in Ogden, Utah, it's the Our Take Podcast, episode 134. I'm Brian. I'm Spencer. I kind of forgot what I was doing there for a minute. It happens. Find us at the Art Take Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and really just TikTok, uh, or the ArtTakePodcast.com, where you can stream many, many episodes if you want to see our made-for-podcast faces. Uh, it is November the 13th, everybody, on this day in history, Bloody Sunday in London. Bloody... Bloody Sunday. Sunday, Bloody Sunday? Yes. Not a protest, song. Yeah, protests by poor and unemployed Londoners over their hardships in Trafalgar Square took a violent turn when the police charged on those protesting with batons. By the end of the day, two or three people were killed and several hundred protesters were injured. This is in 1887. Mm, good year. Yeah. Uh, approximately a hundred and two years before I was born. Approximately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Armero tragedy, also on this day in history. Mm. The late Always with the good news on the... Uh... <laughs> the late evening eruption of the Nevado del Ruiz volcano in Colombia caused volcanic mudflows called lahars. Love that volcano. One of my favorites. And flooded the city of Armero. Holy shit. Killing 25,000 of its residents. The Armero tragedy is considered to be one of the deadliest volcano-related disasters in the 20th century. This is in 1985. Nine... Uh, the, the year I was born. It's a very awful year. <laughs> no, I agree. Back to the Future came out that year, though. Right. So That's true. That's something. Yeah, I made up for it. I mean. It's awful. How do you not learn about this? How do we not learn about this? Because it wasn't here? I don't know. That's true. That's true. Hey, guess what? Huh. Happy fourth anniversary. We've been doing this show for four years. Wow. Really? Really. Wow. October 8th, yeah, 2018 so. is when the first episode we dropped. We did it through the pandemic, you know, quarantining the whole time. <laughs> yeah, we were in separate locations across the table. Across the country. Country, yeah. Uh, can you believe that? I, Four years? Yeah. I, if you can tell because our episode spacing has gone from, like, doing it three, <laughs> to three or four times it's, a week to, like, once every couple months. Uh, sorry about that. By the way... In this break we've had, yeah, over what's been a little over a, a month and a half or so since we've recorded a show, yeah, our plays have effectively doubled yeah. on our later episodes. I don't know why. All I'm saying is that if you haven't gone and given us a rating or told your best friend about our show, <laughs> please do it. You obviously like the show. You're listening to it people, two, three times. People have listened and they have started rating us, and unfortunately, <laughs> now that they've gone back, they are all bad. So we are having to right. Revamp yeah. everything. Yeah, no. so, you know, just you guys clearly like the show. You're listening to it over and over again, whoever <laughs> it is. They just like your voice. It's very soothing. I think it's yours. Mm, I sound like I'm special or something. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, leave us a rating. Tell your friends, please. 
it's been four years, people. We shouldn't be working still. <laughs> we should be doing this. It's been four years. Anyway, oh, we're not going to give up, I don't think. No, I don't. Why Why would we? No. You know? Uh, in fact, I'm breaking ground on a, uh underground bunker studio this week. <laughs> Is that right? No. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Is that why you broke that water main? Uh, yeah. I, you know, I figured instead of hiring somebody, I've got enough yeah. time. I'm just going to start digging now. And within a few years, maybe I'll have like... A hole. Oh, right. <laughs> my water main it broke. Right. Right. Dri- or it was yeah. My my yeah. It was a five thousand dollar fix. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, you know, a fucking pipe. It is. Yeah. Ugh. It's stupid. But my dad first <laughs> he thought he could fix it, and you know maybe he could have if he would have found it. <laughs> but but with he, his flex you know, tape, <laughs> he's sixty nine, almost seventy, and he's out there digging. And I'll give it to him. He dug a pretty decent hole, right? For, for what it, for you know working all day on it. Yeah. And then we hired the guys, and they come in the next day and went back. <laughs> Just <laughs> one single scoop. Yeah. Uh, it's all about the equipment, right? This it really like listen. There's there is a certain amount of skill involved in, uh, you know, construction that uh-huh. type of labor, uh-huh. but a lot of it comes down to the damn tools. Yeah, I mean, well, that's true because they had like because uh, they they had to. I mean, they replaced the whole pipe, but they only dug three holes, and then they were able to use the snake thing to snake it. Oh, right, all the way through the ground. So, but there wasn't a, wasn't there a hole in the pipe? Yeah, they replaced the. Oh, pipe. they replaced the. Oh, with oh, I see with new pipe because oh, it cool. was old. Yeah. So, and then it ha- now it has like a warranty and everything, yeah. and blah blah blah. Um, freaking warranty. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the warranty. Yeah, no. <laughs> Still got lead in your water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they use like pl- like plastic pipes now instead of right. instead of metal, so. Yeah. Have you seen those uh, videos where they like repipe? Yeah, I thought maybe that's what they were going to do at first, but They did they just No, they just redid it completely, which I guess makes sense. Yeah. Y- you have to find the pipe, which they did eventually find it, but Yeah. Um they wouldn't have had to have found it, but they did. But anyway, it's what you get. You know, you're actually lucky that your driveway's not. Paved. I know, I know. That's true. Well, although now there's a muddy disaster out true, there but because all the ground that got dug up is. You would have been more pissed because fixing. Oh well, yeah. The pavement would have been, been like, like another. another I would. I wouldn't have fixed it, dude. I would have <laughs> definitely true. just left giant holes there and I just was missed the holes. When I walked in today, I was thinking, you know, you could probably do gravel. Oh, I know. I just haven't done it. I found a guy because we put a. Like an RV, we don't have an RV, but we put an RV pad next to our house. Oh, okay. When we were redoing our backyard, right? I found a guy that would deliver the gravel and spread it for well, pretty cheap. Wh- how was pretty cheap? Like ten thousand? No, 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 no. Twelve? It was like it was like a it was like a grand. Oh. Way cheaper than cement or asphalt right now. Right, it's unbelievable. So, yeah. anywho, um, so yeah, we have a lot to catch up on. Um, you know, we've been we write our rundown, and we used to write it. You know, like weekly, right? With all the 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 news from the week, and then it'd be semi-weekly, and then it's <laughs> monthly. So yeah. there's actually like a month and a half worth of stuff in here. Um, Somehow our episodes end up being the same length. So I'd like to tell you, I don't to know, buckle man. up for a long. I have episode. a feeling there's there is one topic in here that it could potentially take. I think we should take two breaks today. Ooh, 
Not that anybody listening risky. You know, we've only mis- mixed up the format once in four years <laughs> with Riley's episode <laughs> right. when we didn't do random headlines. That's true. You want to really quit things? <laughs> well, I, it would be more for our sake. Obviously, the person listening here is like a thirty-second thing while we take a you know ten-minute break. We can do a fake commercial for ninety-seven point two. The hard, the hard on. on. Yeah, we should. Okay. <laughs> um. But anyway, so a lot has. Well, not really, but stuff has happened. Here's what really happened. We spent a lot of time together. Well, that's true. And I think that we both knew that an episode might not go well <laughs> with how much time we had spent together. Well, so. you know, you just want a day off from anyway. Right. Well, one of the reasons was September. Was it September? Mm-hmm. I ended up going to Dallas for a weekend right. uh, to attend a funeral. My best friend's mom passed. And um, so, uh, you know, I I don't want to use the word fun. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it was good to see a lot of people that I hadn't seen in a long time and catch right. up with them. And, and so that was a, a cool trip. But one thing uh, that happened to me on the trip now... You know that I have flown a lot. I right. don't. I don't fly for free anymore with my new job, but I have flown for free for the past five years. Right. Uh, four, four years. Yeah, four and almost five. Anyway, <clears throat> um, so I had to pay for this flight, which sucked. <laughs> Uh, but I have flown on a lot of different planes and all mainline carriers at this point, Delta, American, and United, those three at least, have backseat televisions. Right. Which I like. Uh, I would purposely pick those three airlines over someone like Southwest because you have to bring your own device. And right. I have found that that doesn't ever work very well. And then you can't use your device at all. Like if your phone, if you want to use your phone for something else, you you're stuck. Yeah, you have to download everything you want. Well, you don't. They they have you can log into their thing, and all the same right. movies and stuff are there. But I just I have found that it doesn't work very well. And I believe JetBlue pioneered the backseat television. JetBlue really pushed it. From JetBlue and Frontier were the first. Uh, well, Frontier had it, but you had to pay like seven dollars for it. Right. And then JetBlue, I think it was just free. Yeah, like all the other airlines have, but uh, American, at some point a few years ago, said they were going to start pulling the TVs out, and I thought they were just joshing mm-hmm. until I got onto this plane, and I sat into my 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 seat there, and is I sent the, you this picture. Okay, let me go to it here. There it is. Okay, and that what they've done is they've made this little pull down phone holder holder. Is that what that is? Yeah. I thought it was a broken tray table. No, it's a <laughs> phone holder. Does that turn into your tray table as well? No, a tray table's beneath it. Oh, okay. I see. Anyway, immediately I was enraged, and I was about to write a letter that was like, Dear American Airlines, go fuck yourselves. Right. Um, but the main reason is because I separated myself from my charger. My charger was up in my bag, right. and there was three people or two people next to me and I was about to climb over them and dig through my bag to find my charger and my phone was it was the end of the day so my phone was not fully charged right and this wouldn't be a problem if I just had a TV on the back right. to watch whatever I wanted for the next two and a half hours but no Americans like no you need to bring your own device and watch uh, watch it on that it does seem like a 
I don't know, like a cheap blow? Oh, this is what Southwest does, the quote-unquote, you know, budget carrier. This is what the budget carriers right. do. And it's but like... they already had the TVs. This is the biggest airline in the world, yeah. mind you. Yeah, they already have the TVs. I guess so they want to save weight. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess. We're going to be overweight people bringing like their damn People iPad. don't use them, but when you go fly, they're all on, oh, and they're people on. are all watching yeah. something. It's a pastime, even watching the little map. And because we is we in this this generation, we like to have something on while we're dicking around on our phones. You know, Either way, but now I can't even do that. I have to actually watch. Right. I was watching, uh, been watching Seinfeld at night, right? Yeah. Old episode when Elaine and Putty are flying back from Europe. Uh-huh. And... They like they're fighting and then they get back together and Elaine pulls out a book and, and Putty's just sitting there. Uh huh. And she's like, Are you gonna get a book out or something? He's like, No, I'm good. <laughs> so you're just gonna stare at the back of the seat? Yeah. <laughs> so even back then it was weird. Like the people sh- usually had a book. Right. You know? Anyway, I thought it was pretty yeah. funny. So they did have charging ports right next to it. USB charging ports. Okay. So on my flight home, I was like, I probably am gonna get this again. Because I don't know how many planes they've done it to, but I've already happened had it to had it happen to me once. So I bring my charger and I sit down and I all I have is the cable and I'm like because oh, I have a newer cable oh, and it's USB C and I'm like American, what right. the f- man? Yeah. What the hell? It's, they're going backwards here. Like I feel like if they're gonna they they've they've had all this these TVs the whole time, they should send you, especially if you're a paying passenger, like a message, hey, look. Bring a cable. You should bring a device and a cable. That's true. Because uh, or just like, we've cheaped out. Even a thing, just a, a link that says, see our new entertainment options. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, I was enraged uh, both times because, again, it was my flight was near the end of the day and my phone was, was low. Yeah. And, um, it, yeah, it just seems like a really, you know, what it reminds me of, mm. I was, when I was delivering pizzas in college, right. Uh, at Domino's, I had been there for a couple years and out of nowhere, they decided we're no longer going to pay you minimum wage right? when you're on the road. <laughs> then everyone quit. Yeah. So it's like, as soon as you clocked out, you're making seven twenty five an hour already. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you clocked out to go on a run to deliver a pizza, you were getting paid like six. No, and it I was, was like, like three. Yeah, it was a little slow. Stupid. I just remember thinking like, that's just such a low. Of all the salaries to cut, right? You know, <laughs> now now all these delivery places are like, yeah, what do you want? Thirty dollars an hour? Sure, right, whatever. Yeah, just yeah. come work for us, please. Someone has to deliver. Our f- <laughs> no one's ordering the food anymore. But yeah, it just seems like a low, uh, like a, a a cheap. I don't know. Like maybe the weight thing is the only thing that kind of makes sense. I guess. You know, that's, I, I don't know. I I have, saving like a few gallons I have enjoyed of the last few years being on these bigger planes watching. That's where I watch catch up on movies. Right. And, uh, you know, how are you going to how are you going to? Hey, we've got free Wi-Fi so you can surf the Internet. But you also need to be using your phone to have whatever. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I guess bring your iPad, your phone. Make and, sure you bring your chargers. Right. Bring you know what? Bring your own TV. Why don't you just bring a monitor <laughs> with you? Just set it right just there. Just bring in an there. old tube with yeah. a VCR. You get in the one. You get two carry-ons and a monitor. Yeah. Bring a DVD. <laughs> a TV. uh, speaking of planes, not to bring up something that I know will depress you. Right. But this this B seventeen crash. Yeah. 
If you guys haven't seen this video yet, I maybe don't. It's a trigger warning for sure. It's awful. I it's not. You don't see bodies or anything, but but you know what happens. You know what happens. A B seventeen. The it's Spencer's favorite plane, Flying Fortress, and it essentially gets cut in half behind the wings mm-hmm. by another smaller plane, and they're only like two hundred feet off the ground. So it, not that it would have. I mean, you know it wouldn't what? matter. It took I, them three seconds. I think to it's fall. a blessing that they were only three hundred feet off the ground because it would have been a much more horrific right. accident had they not been. I mean, it's not like you can eject out of a B seventeen anyway. But it no. was like it, they fell for three seconds. They like they probably didn't even know what happened by no. the time they were dead. But uh, I wanted to ask you about this particular aircraft, like specifically. Was there something? I know B seventeens are all special. World War World War Two. But this specific aircraft, was there something historical about it? Like, uh, No. I mean, it's just, there's not, um, I can look it up. There's not a lot of them left. Right. Uh, the B-17s, for whatever reason, um, uh, when, they came, when they came back from World War II, instead of getting repurposed, a lot of them just got scrapped, hmm. uh, which wasn't the case with a lot of the other bombers, but so they in like a airplane graveyard like you see on satellites. Not sometimes? even. They're just gone. They're just, they're gone just in pieces. They're just they just yeah. don't exist. Um, and the majority of them that do exist um, are in museums that they can't fly. Mm. Um, yeah, there's only so it says as of <laughs> wow. This Wikipedia is already updated. It was ten before yesterday. Are you, there's only ten left. Nine. Nine now. There's only nine. Wow. Now. Uh, I mean, at, at the height of production, how many were there's got to be? Well, uh, a sh- <laughs> like thousands, right? Well, so I yesterday. So one thought that did when interesting, not interesting, but hor- the whole video is horrific. It's horrific. It's a it really horrific is. thing to watch. Right. I seriously can't get it out of my head. And there's so a there's a lot the, of angles. You know, the closest thing I can compare it to is watching a 9-11 plane crash sure. into the, the building. Crash, it's yeah. that like horrific of a video. Right. And what uh, another thing that came to my mind, because this was a World War II air show. It was all World War II planes. And like that happened and I looked up the number, 4,700 times during World War II. That particular style of crash. Well, no, just the planes not oh. making it back. Oh, and right, that right, was, right. That, I mean, that's what happened, right. you know? They, that sort of yeah. thing happened 4,700 times over over Europe and, and Asia or Japan. That's so many planes. Right, and those are just the ones that were lost. So right. there was a lot of B-17s. Um. Did you ever hear the story about the guy who, uh, I don't know who it is, so I don't want to butcher it, but they that recommended the armor plating on the planes? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's like, don't look at, don't look at where the planes that, were like, because planes were coming back that made it. Right. And they were like, well, let's reinforce where the holes are in those, on all planes where they got hit. And he's like, no, no, no. These planes survived after being shot there. Right. You need to reinforce all the places that... They're not shot in. Not shot in. Because those planes didn't make it. It's like, that's brilliant. But is this the plane? Did this plane drop the... No. It's a different bomber. No, that's the B-29, which if you look at the video, there's a B-29 about ready to take off on the runway, and there's a plane that just landed. It looks like they barely made it out of the... Jeez. (laughs) I mean, the fireball. Honestly, we don't know exactly what happened yet. I don't know if we ever will, but it looked like a blind Uh, spot maybe to the other pilot. I, you know, I have no idea. I don't... Even it sounds like even the 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 people the uh, commemorative air force were like I 
I don't know. I mean, it, so I'm not, there, I'm not, I, I have heard a few things that said that the 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 P sixty three, the plane that hit the other plane, um, was not doing the formation correctly. But that's all seems like when you watch it, I, I I'm not making an accusation at all. But when you watch it, it almost looks intentional. Oh, it does look very like it like looks intent. I don't think it was. I don't. No. I, it, it, I hope not. There could have been a medical emergency. He could have passed out. There's there's no. I, I don't know. You know, on those planes, they they they. I don't even know if they have flight recorders in those planes. So yeah. Um, we've had a few things lately with airplanes and air shows that you know, like the. Oh yeah, that's true. We had an F thirty five here crash. Oh yeah, that happened during our break too. Yeah, he. There was something wrong with the aircraft, obviously, and he he made it <laughs> right Force, to the runway. The Air Force has kind of swept that no one's heard <laughs> yeah, about they, it since. They're going to talk oh, about it. Oh yeah, we're still investigating for the next right. twenty years. So the pilot somehow forced the plane to the edge of the runway and ejected. Right. Um, so he's he's fine, and then had that the you know, jet powered diesel. Yeah, the the truck the trucker guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're never fine after you eject. Have you ever thought no. about how <laughs> horrific that must be? Because at the at the minimum, your plane's traveling like you know oh. 170 miles yeah, per hour minimum to stay to stay airborne. Right. And then, have you ever put your hand out the window going 80? Oh, dude. And you're just like, well, don't can they you imagine just boom, boom? <laughs> yeah. Well, for a while they were breaking their legs. Now the, the seat comes out with them now, right? I guess it depends yeah, on the, the plane. Yeah, the seat comes out with them and then So you can't, you'll your see legs don't if you break. ever look at a a winch or a, a canopy, there's all these lines at the top and those are um explosives that blow up the actual like a canopy. Yeah. Thing? yeah. So that that uh, top gun thing, which I don't know is actually a real thing or if they got it from top gun or what. <laughs> They're like, "Ah shit, that could happen." <laughs> like, "Oh man. <laughs> we better work on that." I thought of that. Yeah. Um no, I think I I mean the the er, the news reports that we had of the guy who like he saw the pilot land and like ran to him. Mm-hmm. He, he was pretty banged up. Yeah. So like I think he got a stuck in a tree. A lot of those guys don't come back to flying after though cuz of just how damaging it is to them and they live, but I don't know That'd if That'd be they... scary as shit. Not only that, you just uh, it's not, even though it's probably not his fault, he just uh, what how how much is that plane? F thirty five or like two hundred million dollars. Yeah, two hundred million dollar aircraft just scrap. Wow. Twelve thousand seven hundred thirty one B seventeens were made. That's a lot. Twelve thousand. That's a lot of airplanes, especially when you consider the war was not that long for America. Well, that and like we have like two hundred F twenty twos. No, like you know, like our we have nothing. We can't. We can't even comprehend the amount of artillery and and forty seven almost personnel. Not half, but. Closer to half than not of them were shot down. Right, it, that's crazy. That's World War Two is nuts, <laughs> is man. They nuts. just made things, and it was everything was just expendable. It was just like this that was is probably going to get shot down. A, like the, yeah, warfare has changed, right? Yeah, I mean, it, Normandy wouldn't have worked without a shit ton of you know landers, beach, and it just yeah, just running up. Like it's it, the amount of the numbers are insane. The calculated losses, yeah. Oh, can you imagine it, it really making all those decisions? Right. Like, how many losses are we expecting? Well, half. Right. Oh. We don't have a choice, though. There's not, What else can we do? Yeah. We tried that same style in, like, Korea and Vietnam, and it didn't. That's kind of when it started to change, you know? Yeah. Um, well, speaking of airplanes, I learned a an interesting fact the other day from, jeez, uh, what was it? Some new show on History Channel where they 
refurbish things. Uh, secrets, like secret ah. refurbishing or something. You know, like right. if you have an old uh, refrigerator and they're like, my dad loves this refrigerator, so I'm going to refurbish or re... That's not the word. Refurbish, re... Just, you know... The, the, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah. yeah. Refurbish works. Yeah. Where they find an old one and yeah. sand it and yeah. paint it and make all the components work. Anyway, they had a, a, a question on there or a, something I never knew before. And uh, I'll ask you the question. Who... Uh, was the first person to uh, use an aircraft, a private aircraft, for business. Like the first private business plane, if you will. Who do you think it could be? Um, like the guy who comes to mind is Rockefeller. No. It was Harry L. Og. You know him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know Og. <laughs> <laughs> he was the president and owner of the Automatic Washer Company. A machine wash, a washing machine company that eventually evolved into Maytag. Wow! So they were the first, one of the first people, first businesses to make so an electric washing, machi- washing machine. So washing machine was invented around the same time as private aircraft. Yes, <laughs> Ni- uh, nineteen twenty nine is this is. Uh, There's a plane. Apparently, there like was a an electric washer in this little plane. Private planes back then were not very comfortable. <laughs> no, I mean, we'll look at, like, even, like, Air Force One back in the 60s oh, and yeah. 70s was, yeah. Not till they got into the 707 that yeah. uh, JFK had. Harry Og. Yeah, someone uh, a little known, uh, not as well-publicized person of history. <laughs> invented Maytag. That's important. Apparently, they sold a crap, like, it was like a billion of these washing machines or something. Oh, yeah. Like, just everyone had one. Changed the lives of all housewives. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. For real. <laughs> you imagine? It's, it's, uh... I mean, my mom talks about when her mom, my grandma, got, like, their first dishwasher. And that was, like, a thing. I don't have a dishwasher. Can you believe that? I mean, you could get one. <laughs> I know. They I make just, rollaway uh, ones. I know, and I used to have one of those. Um, the other day, I was looking through um, Google Photos, and I found this map that you can uh, that you can pull up, and I just sent it like, to you. Uh, oh, I see. Of where you've taken your photos. Okay. <laughs> And this map is not, I don't know, Oops. it doesn't seem as well done as you would want it to be, or maybe the, let me just switch it to the other screen here if people happen to be watching. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, to me, see, it has, it has areas where you've taken the most pictures. Okay. But what does that also like remind you of? Like oh, like a COVID, like COVID maps. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a like pandemic it like, map. I, it looks like I had a virus and I spread it all over the United States. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like it does. Totally looks like hot spots. It's really hot here in Utah. I've gotten a lot of uh, passed on that virus. A lot of people. How how long? Like how over what period of time is this? Oh, do you know? Uh you know it's got to be like. Um, Early, not early 2000s, like 2010s probably. You took a lot of pictures when we were in Florida. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I can tell what you're doing here, right? This is home. This is Vegas. This is oh, tornadoes. Yeah. You're right, This yeah. is tornadoes. 
I don't know what's going on here. That was uh, I went to I went to in 2019. I went to Dayton, Ohio, to the Air Force Museum. Ah. Uh, I went to I landed in Cincinnati, and I also went to uh, Pittsburgh. You've seen a lot of the country. Yeah, this I is was impressive. Up in New York and Boston for a minute too yeah. that year. I find the one in uh, like Apple photos. Every once in a while, yeah, and I'm like, man, I haven't been to a lot of places. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has. There's a world one too here, and I, so I've even spread my virus to Japan and right and uh, England and Sydney. You just oh. turn on that. Uh, what's it called? Where it takes like a thousand photos. <laughs> the burst mode. <laughs> the burst mode. Uh, yeah, you spent a lot of time there, and it's all a picture <laughs> of my foot or something yeah. in the hotel. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it does look like a virus. They should probably. Just I mean, think of it's a just, different way. You know, yeah. After COVID, maybe like, hey, <clears throat> um, <laughs> I, I, you know, there's like three viruses that are big right now, <laughs> and like no one talks about them. Oh, really? Yeah. What are they? Flu, RSV, and COVID. Oh yeah, I've heard about RSV. My Brian Stubbs, I think baby has oh, RSV. Oh no, that sucks, man. It's it's going. It's a bad one, it's, and it's early in the season, you know. And mm-hmm. now there's two variants of Omicron that are dominating. It's like. <sighs> No one I haven't got my it. new. Have you got your shot yet? No, I, I need forgetting. to get I need to get a flu I shot. I need to get, get boosted. Can you like a year ago, or a year and a half ago, we were hands and you know on the edge of our seats waiting for our shots, and now yeah. we're like, yeah, <sighs> I need to go get my shot. Let's go to like the freaking D event center at Weber State with a thousand people waiting in lines for a dude in fatigues to give me the shot. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a weird time. How did we not? So we we went to the When We Were Young Festival. Yes, giant emo festival. In Which I didn't know it was emo. I guess I, I, guess I didn't know I was into quote-unquote emo music, but that's what it was branded I, as. Like, it's just a, it's such an overarching term, right? I guess. A lot of the bands we saw there, I wouldn't describe as emo, but certainly there were emo bands there. Hawthorne Heights. And emotional, e-, e stands for emotional. It's emotional music. Offspring, right. Emotional music offspring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, we, did, we went to Vegas. It was actually really, really cool. Really, really cool. We uh, stayed in what the, was probably, and I stayed in a lot of ghetto hotels this year through my tornado chasing and various, and our trip to Florida, and this one really... Was by far the worst. It's just a racket, man. When they know a lot of people are coming to town, yeah, it's they're like we're talking like a ten thousand percent increase. Oh, you know, a normal night, a normal night in Vegas, at like even the shitty like Circus Circus, yeah. it's like twenty five dollars. Yeah, during this festival, it was six hundred dollars. Yeah, there was so our hotel was what was Hampton Inn or something. Yeah, it was Wyndham. I don't. Yeah, some shit. and it was two hundred dollars a night. Yeah. And it was ghetto as all get out. But there was a Super 8, Super 8 just a few doors down, right. few, that was $700 a night for a motel, for a Super, a 8, Super 8 motel. I don't even know no, how. No, it was Motel 6. It was Motel 6. Yeah. Because they had the big fancy sign. $700 a night. That's stupid, man. That should no. be illegal. <laughs> I don't even know how I got the one I did. No, I know. Got lucky. I know. And it. There was, you know, probably an extra 120,000 people in Vegas because of this festival. It's two night, two days. Um, 
But we got lucky. We got super lucky because the first day got canceled. Yeah. Um, it was the same was festival a... both days, so it wasn't a two-day festival. Right, right, did, right, right. They did it on one day, then on the next yeah, day. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of, uh, like, I had people messaging me like, oh, man, are you so bummed the first day got canceled? Like, right. no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have gone if it was a two-day festival. Yeah, seriously. But, I would have died. I would have literally died. I think you would have. I think you would have had to bury me in the fake grass that they put out. I want to. Sh- uh, I got. I put this in the rundown so long ago. So we got VIP tickets to this thing, right? Right. And then we found out they had like cabanas and stuff. Um, cabanas sucked. So th- yeah. So they emailed me though a few. That was a few weeks before the show, with an upgrade option. Oh. I was like, oh, let's I look. VIP was normally like. Right. I'll look at it. So it says VIP ticket holders upgrade your experience. To the exclusive Forever Young Pass. Ooh. I was like, all right, let's look what it has. Access to a cabana, all-day beverage service, uh, complimentary lunch and dinner, um, access to a premium stage golf cart transportation between the cabana and the stages. It's a long walk for some of them. Actually, would have been okay with that. <laughs> I'm like, well, this is kind of interesting. Personal shopping, private entrance. Let's see, you know. It's going to be like $12,000. The price to upgrade. Yeah. $6,000 with a fee of 841 An $841 fee. Oh, it's got the complimentary <laughs> lunch. So $7,000 to upgrade. And I guess what this means is that they didn't sell all those cabanas because when they were initially oh, no for sale, way. they were $12,000. Yeah, and they sucked. They were kind of far away from the stage. And there was only that one stage. There was only the two. Right, you can only I see mean, one stage. I mean, they were the two main stages. I but don't, yeah. I, didn't, I liked having a VIP pass, but I didn't agree with the setup. No, that was kind of dumb, but to be, I don't know how I do it differently except for just cut off the GA completely and let VIPs up front completely, which actually, even though that seems harsh to the GA, makes the most sense. You get what you pay for. Listen, Danny came with us last minute and bought a GA ticket, and he... Apparently, our experiences differed quite a bit. (laughs) At first, during the show, he was pissed at the VIP people. Yeah. Which is totally understandable. Like, I don't even, I can't even explain it on this format. That, you know, <laughs> one of the stages where Hawthorne Heights played. Right. It's split down the middle. There's a, there's a walkway down the middle of the stage mm-hmm. through the crowd. On one side is GA, on the other side is VIP. Right. You have to have a wristband, go through a special little tent. But to get there during, especially Hawthorne Heights, was right. nuts. Yeah. And so he, being a GA person felt mistreated <laughs> was, and was pissed that VIP was even. But at the end of the show, after it was over, he's like, no, I would totally do VIP. Totally worth it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not to say that, like, at the very beginning of the show, there was no one in the VIP. It was, the VIP right. was oh, empty. No. It was, you could walk straight up to the stage. But by the end of the night, there was a big crowd in the VIP. Yeah. But it was still significantly less yeah. than the GA and you could st- even if you yeah. went back, you could sit down or lay down. Yeah, on the yeah, yeah. Grass, it was definitely grass, a way better, way better experience <laughs> than the GA. The GA people were garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the tickets are expensive. They are expensive. Yeah, you I, guys, you guys managed. So when when it first, when it went on sale in what April or, was, or maybe early. even earlier than that, January. January. Yeah, and you and Randy. Because it was a lottery, you just signed on and hoped for the best. Not a lottery, but it was well, first come first serve. And if you managed to, and they only announced one show, yeah, a Saturday show. And I was like, this thing's going to sell out. Yeah, and it did so fast, basically instantly. Yeah, and then while I'm waiting in that queue, 
they announce the second show. Yeah. The so Sunday that one, one sold out. They put me into the second one with Randy. Randy got in there too. Right. And so we quickly bought. And tickets. they would only let you buy one ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were originally whoever got in was going to buy everybody's. Yeah, they only let you buy one. Um, and so you guys spent seven something. It was seven and change. Right. Seven hundred. Um, and then for whatever reason, the tickets went way down in price. I think there was a <laughs> lot of speculation that it was going to be Fire Festival Part Two. There, I don't know how they would go down though. But they did. And Somebody, me and Ethan got ours because for, these weren't on Ticketmaster. These were set up on their like. This Live Nation created a ticketing platform uh-huh. for this, right? Called Frontgate. So the only tickets they sell are to this festival, uh-huh. and so a somebody like unless there's some sort of racket, which is totally possible. Oh, for sure. The people who were selling their tickets to you were losing, yeah, two three hundred dollars. Oh, definitely. So it's crazy. I don't know. I don't know. You know, because that was only like three weeks before the show that yeah, I text you we, guys like, hey. And we looked, and ours. I paid four four fifty for yeah. mine. So if you want to go to the show next year, I don't know because there's only one. They've they <sighs> they haven't announced a second. I don't one. think they're going to. I think that yeah. I think that three was too much for them, and now they're they're really. I mean, the that. next next year is going to be an epic, sh- like unbelievable. No, it's way better than the, this the year. Lineup. Was, this year was amazing, but next year was like wow. Right. I mean, just the headliners alone next year, Blink and Green Day. Yeah, it's gonna be huge. So, I, I if you can make it, I think it's worth it. Uh, yeah, I got to book I gotta, your hotel gotta, now. Look on the, yeah, seriously, <laughs> like now. Gee, I looked on stuff up the other day, and the VIPs are going for like twelve hundred dollars. Really? So they're like, double. I might. I mean, I'm. I, I want to go. I, I think twelve hundred is going to be uh, my, no, my limit. Won't. No, you don't. For all those bands, <sighs> I don't know, man. I, uh, it was so fun, though. It was fun. I will say a lot. that my feet have never hurt so bad. <laughs> In well, my entire life, that, I had a giant blister. We made the mistake of doing a lot of walking. No, the day it's before. true, and um, that's what Vegas is. Vegas oh, yeah, is, is dirty walking. and walking. That's it. And yeah, my feet have never. It was so bad, and it took like three days to recover. because yeah. we drove Danny's back. Still sick. Is he really? <laughs> <laughs> we drove back on on Monday. Yeah. And so I had Monday off, and then I went to I worked on Tuesday, but I was complete garbage. Like I was in a meeting, and they were like, "Hey, Spencer, what do you think about?" It, it was total like back of the classroom, like, uh, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, we're we got up at like seven in the morning, and didn't leave the the festival yeah. grounds until midnight. I don't, I don't think we needed to. We didn't need to be there as early as we did. did no, we? not at all. No. But we had no idea no, what I to know. expect. Like. Uh, but anyway, Live Nation's apparently doing a bunch of these now. That other one they announced with like yeah, corn yeah. and <laughs> System of a Down. Did like, you? S- I just saw too. There was a uh, Emo's Not Dead cruise. Like, how do? Why did we not go on the cruise? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so there's just one band on there playing covers. Like, no, there was all the bands. It oh was, really? Yeah, not all the. It was. I can't remember. Yellow. It was uh, Dashboard and uh, I don't know. There were like ten bands that went on the whole cruise. I guess. Uh, but we saw twelve bands, I think, play at least forty minute sets. Some of them longer as the night yeah. went on. Um, notable performances from Story of the Year, Hawthorne Heights, um, Paramore was awesome, except for the drunk guy that wanted to fight me. <laughs> yeah, there was a drunk guy in the crowd that I I was very close to going to jail. He was rubbing up on my peen. Right. And like grinding on me, and so I pushed him forward, 
And then he was like, hey, bro, remember where we're at? I'm like, okay, just I don't, don't grind on my peen. He was so drunk that I don't know how he didn't throw a punch. That's true. Like, he's so inhibited, that or uninhibited. I don't, I don't know how he didn't. Because had he, it would have been ugly. Oh, yeah. Because Randy all four was standing of us were standing right. there. Randy's like yeah. eight times his size. Right. A small dude. Oh, man, it was hard for me. I don't like seeing my peeps mistreated. Hey, yeah, it was weird. But I knew I'm if, not, I, if not, I got involved, it would have... I'm not violent, but w- and he kept yelling at me, and I started yelling back, and I, I, like, I could feel my hands moving oh, dude, forward yeah. to like choke him, it and I'm like, so Whoa, close. Whoa, what talking, am I doing? I don't even know how to put this on a scale. Out of 100, though, uh-huh. we were maybe one point away from escalating to physical violence right. with this guy. Like, and it just would have been like dragging him out of the crowd. Because we're standing... We're and raping him repeatedly. <laughs> We're nope. sta- like we're, we're in the pit. Like there's no, if you if you look at overhead pictures from when we were young, there's sixty thousand people there. We were up at the, you know, front like ten people away from the stage. Right. So it was packed in there, and this guy was giving Spencer shit about. I mean, you 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 gently gave him a little nudge so that he wasn't rubbing up against you. It was it was all perfectly reasonable. Like I've been I've been in plenty of pits and right. crowds. You, it's you, fine. You put hands on quite a bit like in it, these crowds. It, it's not. Yeah. It's not a big deal to be pressed up against someone, but he was grinding on right. me, like like twerking on me almost. Well, he could barely stand up. Yeah. So anyway, that that was that was interesting. I had to look away because I was too afraid of what I might. Um. I so might going to this concert. Uh. After we got back, I started thinking about it, and I've thought about this before. Um. But I have uh, a few what I call like linchpin people in my life, and I I was L- like lynching, n- no linchpin <laughs> like this that because <laughs> of these people. Well, so because of these people, I am where I am here, and I don't know if everyone has one that is so connected to so many things uh, in their lives like I do. Uh, but I was like, how did I get here in Las Vegas with these four other guys right. how did I that I here? didn't grow up with? I didn't, you know, like, how how did this all happen? Right. And it all goes back to a, uh, a friend <laughs> named Jake Luna, who you've never met. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you were going to, so you went even one step further. Well, yeah, Luis, Luis and Jake Luna are my two linchpin people. Okay. One, one, uh, one can't be without the other, <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> but um so Jake, Jake Luna, when I, I met him um at Scouts and Church, probably I don't you know in it's, Dallas? it's yeah, I don't know. It's so long ago that I barely I don't really remember. It must have been like eight. Yeah. Like in Scouts, like beginning of Scouts. And um uh, so we were friends uh, you know, all the way up through through high school. Um and uh, when I was 15, he started working at a grocery store called Kroger, which is a big, huge company in, in Dallas and actually throughout the U.S. Right. And uh, at the time, I was tired of sponging off my parents. I, I've always kind of been like, I don't love doing that, you know, right. like asking dad for money to go do stuffs, stuffs, do stuffs. stuff. <laughs> and... Uh, this this grocery store would hire kids when they were 15 to be baggers. And he's like, dude, you should come work with me. And I was like, oh, okay. 
Done. So I, yeah. I applied and I got hired as a bagger at Kroger when I was 15. And then like two weeks later, he quit <laughs> and went to go work at a, a barbecue <laughs> place. I also oh, hired 15-year-olds. Classic. I ended up working there for the next four years <laughs> all throughout high school and until I moved to Utah. But um, because of Kroger, because of working at Kroger, uh, I met my uh, a girlfriend that I, I dated for two years there. And her sister got me into bands like um, Good Charlotte and All American Rejects. Um, and it actually just, I wasn't, I wasn't big into music as a kid because my mom listened to Mormon Tabernacle Choir. That was it. Right. And being, uh, homeschooled, which I, I don't know. Do I tell people, I, I don't know if I told people that before. I was I don't homeschooled. think I knew that about you. Oh, really? Yeah. I was homeschooled it all the way through high school. so much. Yeah, probably. <laughs> all the way through high school. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yes. Wow. I didn't know that. Um, you're surprisingly sociable. I'm that's, just that's, I'm just giving no, you no, shit. No, no, but you're right. There's we could talk about that some other day. I re- listen, I remember taking in social psych classes uh talking about homeschool and it actually didn't have a giant negative effect on kids. Well, it just yeah, it just depends and I got a lot of social reaction or interaction at scouts and church and stuff. So yeah. it wasn't and anyway. seminary and whatnot. But anyway, um so yeah, I didn't have a lot of lot. Uh, there was music. I started getting into it when I was like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Uh, but she got me into pop punk, and uh, and then she took me not took me, but we, me and Stacy, my girlfriend, took her because she was younger to a Good Charlotte concert. Good Charlotte, Simple Plan, and I think Goldfinger. Uh, that was my first concert, nice. and it was uh, it was in a big concert venue. We don't really have anything like this that here um, in Utah called Nokia Theater. And um, it was awesome. It was seriously, I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> right. Never, you you like, don't know what you're missing. I, yeah. It was the, the sounds, the, the boom of the, the bass and the, the kick drum. It was like, I, I didn't know. Right. And it, uh, it really turned me on to live music. And I started going to more concerts. And I got into guitar, and it just so happened that Stacy had a guitar, electric guitar, that she let me borrow, and that's when I started learning to play guitar. Um, now, you have to bring Luis into the equation, my other linchpin person. Um, so, you know, Stacy from Kroger and her sister got me into all these bands and musics and playing guitar and all that sort of thing. And then Luis one day was like, hey, let's move to Utah. And I was like, that's really dumb. But okay. And so I moved to Utah. And when, uh, after the first six months in drama, I, I moved back to Texas for a minute, but then I came back and I moved into Branbury. Uh, which is an apartment complex. Apartment complex yeah. in Provo, where I met, uh, and I, by this time I had bought my own guitar and, and everything. And, and I got a bass. Actually, Stacy, <laughs> Stacy's parents bought me a bass for Christmas, that one that's over there somewhere. Oh, nice. Um, and um, I met in this apartment complex. I met Brent, Brent Red. Right. Um, we, you know, w- we became friends, not solely based on music, but we had that in common. And together with with a couple other people that were into music, we started our first band there, Five Hundred Dollar Fine. And then we played 
shows at Bramberry, and a couple of those shows, Brent invited some of his high school friends to come play with us, one of those being Brian Sherman, yep, or as Brent and me called him at the time, Sherm, because yep. that was your nickname. Well, because I knew if we go back a few years in the timeline, <laughs> yeah, I met Brent in seventh grade. Uh huh. We were in band together. I was a percussionist, and he played trombone. Tromboner. Yeah. And then in uh, high school, he recorded one of the bands I was in. Okay. Punk band. Mm-hmm. Brent is with computers, right? Um, and then post high school, I would just come down and visit him, right? Every once in a while in Provo, right? And you know, sleep on your guys's couch, right? Stuff like that, right? And then yeah, I was in another band, and we came and played shows, right? So that's how. So that's how I met Brian. But then uh, after Five Hundred Dollar Fine was done, Brian started his own band, The Market, and um, he invited Brent to be the bassist. There, you had another guitarist that a couple that didn't really pan out, and Brent yep. was like, "Hey, let's you know you can have Spencer come play." So Brian asked if I would come play with the market, and that's how me and Brian and Danny uh, became better friends, and we you know we hung out for like three years, and then I was talking with Danny about this the other day. I'm trying to like figure out the gap between when the market ended and when like. Like 2010 to 2016? It's a blur. Right? It's a fucking blur. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not the only like, one. I'm like, I know I kept in touch with these guys. We didn't really, I, though. I, but we I didn't. Like, I didn't even go to your wedding. That's true. Did you not? No. I don't even know if you invited me. We went to, me and Danny went to Brent's wedding. I know. That's why it was there. like the only thing I could think of. Yeah. And I was like, well, no, it's a because, but I know that me and you started messing around with music while I was still married because I remember playing stuff for Mandy. Well, th- so there was a time post when the market, we never like the market never officially broke up. We just no, kind of stopped playing. Stopped. But there was a time after that um, where we sent emails to each other with tracks. That's right. Yeah. And, and I remember we, I recorded some really hard ass rock, remember? Mm hmm. Um, and and then that just kind of fizzled. Right. That fizzled. And then it was like another three years or four years, you messaged me again. Yeah, and then the, then when I got divorced, I was like, hey, can we do this? And then we started hanging out all the time. We, a, a year later, we started this podcast. Um, and then we started our, our new band, Rejected Takeoff. And I had already – I had known Ethan and Randy um, – I don't know. Kind of. Uh, but uh, Ethan see, was... There's, there's in Ethan, that gap, I know I knew Ethan from better but, than most. But he was away in medical school. That's true. For like, it seems like forever. <laughs> um, um, but I had met them before. I was yeah. familiar with them. And then uh, we got Ethan to play drums. And Kip, after Kip left, we got Brandy to play bass. And then that is how I ended up in Here. Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> with those four guys. That's uh, a weird story. That is all weird. because uh, Jake Luna got me to, to get a, job, get at a job at Kroger. Now, I could seriously go on about all the things that Jake is responsible for, <laughs> one of them being my marriage. <laughs> I, and, and your divorce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's responsible. He's seriously, he's seriously responsible for the job that I'm doing now. Really? Because, so, 
uh, because I worked at Kroger for four years, I had four years experience, and I uh, when I came to, to 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 Utah, my initial plan was to work at Smith's because they're the same company. But the manager was like, "You need to be 21." So I was like, "All right." So I delivered pizza for two years. What kind of rule is that? It was. It was. It ended up being. Get a drink on the job or something. It was because of alcohol sales, but it was actually. She oh, was, like you couldn't check someone out right. in Utah. Oh, anyway, so one, <laughs> so one day I'm I'm kind of annoyed. I was at Papa John's and because I left Domino's and gone to Papa John's, and I was kind of burnt out on it. And there was a sign that was like, uh, fourteen sixty an hour max to be a cashier at at smith's and i was like i I can definitely get this job and probably top pay so i put in for it got the top pay and it was at smith's that i met mandy uh and um because of mandy i got into film and video and i don't know for whatever reason that pushed me into uh training and that sort of stuff and that got me my job at Harmons, which got me my job at Sky West, which got me my job here, <laughs> and it weird. also got me divorced. So thanks, Jake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're gonna end up with a Jake tattoo. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never met this Jake. No, no. He actually uh, sounds like a great person. He actually lives in Lehigh now. Oh, really? <laughs> it's so weird. So a lot of my well. friends have ended up in Utah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know because I was talking about it with another friend, and she's like, I don't have anyone that I can trace so much back to. And it's really Jake and Luis. Luis, Luis is necessary because he's the one that convinced me to move to Utah. Right. But Jake has led me be- because of Kroger, and this same friend, the same friend I'm talking to, the one of the ones, it's one of the ones I go chasing with. I'm like, just so you know, I wouldn't even know you if it weren't for Jake, <laughs> because I met this other guy, Akila, at Kroger, and he's the one that got me to go on the 2019 uh, paid. Uh, tornado tour, and that's where right. I met her and these other people that I go tornado chasing with every year. It's weird, man. I don't know if you've ever traced your life back like that, but it's so well, weird how that all works out. One thing sticks out, out which is that you're really good at making friends. <laughs> I don't. I'm not. I'm not really good at making friends. Whatever. You have way more friends than I do. But I've had them all for a while. Oh, I <laughs> and they were forced to like me for a while. <laughs> forced to like you, and now they now they have no choice. No, I don't know. I'd have to think about this to go back to a person. The thing that I keep coming back to, though, as I think about myself, uh-huh. was my experience on the drum line in high school. Right, which is where I met everyone. Essentially, yeah, everyone. I just, uh, you know, if I was to. To paint this into a, a, a moral or a, a bit of a picture, it's just take a look back at your life, and it's just crazy to see how influential other people are, whether you've even thought about it or not. Right. Someone, someone has led you, or someone or something has led you to each decision, and each decision that you have made has led to something else. Yeah. My my high school experience was. I don't even know if this is entertaining at this point on the show. <laughs> so I hope people are listening. My my high school experience going into 10th grade mm-hmm. was almost like a complete reset for me. Mm-hmm. I was in junior high, I had a lot of friends, and by 7th grade sucks for everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. By 9th grade I was a student body officer, had a lot of friends, Ooh. right? And my junior high split to two different high schools. Oh. And it just so happened that I had a couple really good friends who continued to go to Davis with me, mm-hmm. but the bulk of my friends went to Viewmont. 
Okay. And even so, and a lot, and some of my friends were younger than me, so they were still in junior high when I moved to high school. Mm-hmm. One, th- the only thing I knew is that I wanted to play drums. Right, it's the only thing I knew, and I was in the boundaries to go to Viewmont with my other friends, but we moved, mm-hmm. and then I was in the boundaries to go to Davis, which had a bigger marching band, a bigger percussion uh, group. You know what I mean? So that's all I knew. We moved at the beginning of the summer. And my dad took me to high school and said, you want to be a percussionist? You got to get into the summer band thing. No friends, right? Even, even people I knew from junior high, we didn't really talk. Right. And it was probably on both of us. But that's, that, I met Ethan that summer. Okay. okay. But still didn't know anyone. Ethan had a group of friends. I don't blame him at all, right? Mm-hmm. He was super cool to me. But we end up going to band camp, of course. <laughs> Uh, in I think it's like August, so this would have been August of '99, mm-hmm. and uh, I I had no friends there, no friends. I even got bullied by a guy. I still remember it to this day. Right? Really, I still remember it. Um, and that, by the way, that's how bullying sticks with you. So if you're a bully, fuck you. It sticks with you. It's true. Uh, sticks with though. Even when you're, n- I've never been bullied. I was always short. I was I was a redhead. People never bullied me, but this fucking guy at band camp did. I'm sure it was just him getting his jollies off the one time in his life. Whatever. He's but my, dead now. <laughs> he died. <laughs> the point being that if that feels like a reset to me. Mm-hmm. So tracing it back even for any, any further than that is kind of... It's because all most of my friends went that way. And the good friends I had that started high school with, we kind of fizzled out uh, as I focused more on right. music. They weren't into that, you know? Mm-hmm. So... That's so I can't trace it back like you. I have friends that I would still talk to and refer to as well. It sounds like Ethan is someone that oh, branched sure. off and 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 by the end of tenth grade, Ethan and I were very very close. Mm-hmm. And I I'm not saying that Ethan was rude to me at all in the least. <laughs> he was very very <laughs> nice, but he certainly already had a group, right? right? And I kind of joined this group a little bit late. Didn't know any of them, um, but then high school ended up great. Right? I was on the drum line with everybody. Mm-hmm. It's fine, but. Uh, so it's hard for me to go back any further than that. Right. You know, so 15 years old. Um, and then I also had kind of groups of friends in different areas. Oh, yeah. So it was really strange. Because I was in like a punk rock band senior year mm-hmm. with this group of friends that was kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> then I was all on the, not dead. Yeah, and I was on the drum line that was very straight-laced. You know, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't misbehave. Right. In any way. Inside or outside of school. We'd get kicked off so anyway i digress but yeah so uh you know if you ever get a chance to to diagram your life at and out and see uh what led you to where you are it's just always uh it's just always fascinating to me at least it's like doing your own genealogy for your social life yeah yeah do yeah. some genealogy essentially yeah <laughs> and give that person a call and tell them thanks hey before we uh jump into something i don't know what you got here See, this is going to be a longer episode. I told you this is going to take a minute. We're we're not even done with the opening stuff yet. It's <laughs> under open. Yeah. Um, I was watching a TikTok the other day, and she she was like, uh, "This is going to fuck your brain." But uh, can you come up with a an original color? Oh yeah. Oh man. And you can't. It's no. literally it's impossible. There, and what's what's even more infuriating is that there are other colors out there that we can't see, see in our right. spectrum. Right. Um, 
but it's impossible for us to imagine what they are because can't see them. RGB, the, right. you know, that's it for us. Imagine, you know, 10,000 years from now, if humans are still around, mm-hmm. the art. Right. If our eyes evolve to include, like, other, ultraviolet other and stuff, yeah, that'd be crazy. I have this idea, this this thought often because I had a teacher in 10th grade, actually, mm-hmm. Mr. Navadomskis. He's a fucking asshole. But Sounds he, like it. He told us at one point, he's like, none of you like will... Will ever have? <laughs> none of you will ever have an original thought. He's not wrong. And so, since that day, <laughs> twenty-three years ago, I've been trying to have original thoughts, <laughs> and they go from the extreme, very complicated, to very simple things. Like this is when I can, now you're. I'm inviting you into my consciousness Ooh. here. Okay, so be ready. These, First, your calendar. These, and now <laughs> these aren't pleasant. Uh, I had this thought the other day before you asked me about the color. Uh-huh. Because every once in a while, I'm like, I got to think of something original right now. And so I thought to myself, I wonder if anybody has ever drilled out the center of a Snickers bar and pooped into it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Did you Google it and find out that I didn't yeah, Google it's like it. a huge... No, that's how you stumble <laughs> on like two girls, one cup. You it's, don't a huge, <laughs> it's a huge sex thing in Indonesia. <laughs> Only Snickers, which, cream-filled Snickers. Which then you go, you just now you're down the candy bar bodily fluid, <laughs> right? That's a that's a hole of like, well, I mean, what do I do with the Twix? I wonder if anyone has hollowed out a Snickers and filled it with semen. Yeah, you start, and then you're like, that's my original thought. I'll now I can claim that I had an original. There's no way that thought. no one has ever thought that before. <laughs> that's just it. Out of all the billions of people, that's just it. Someone somewhere. Right now, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go further. Out of all the billions of stars and possible uh, <laughs> other other universes or mere universes, someone. <laughs> so, are you you're advocating for his school of thought that there's no such thing as original thought anymore? I mean, it happened at some point. Well, at some point, course. there was a crossover. I don't know. I mean, it's obviously impossible to quantify that. Right. There's no way to ever know because unless you're, there's no way. There's there's no way to ever know. I, I don't know. But you can think it's just of something, something. It's something you just can't. You can think of something so arbitrary, right? That you're like, I, don't, I doubt it. Unless someone else is going through this exact same exercise, Which because they, they had a teacher tell them that there's no such thing as original <laughs> thought. Anyway, I that's we're gonna you're gonna get comments on this. They're like, oh no, I have thought that like <laughs> all the time. In fact, I've done it. In fact, I picked up a Snickers this morning. <laughs> It's really weird that you say that. I'm holding a <laughs> Snickers bar right now and a drill. <laughs> and I, that, I mean, that's just an example of kind of the the dark places that you can go when you're trying. No one else is in your mind, so things can go a little awry. Right. Uh, that you're like, maybe that's original. I don't know if that's we've, original. We've talked about this kind of stuff before, though, with like conventions and and. Is there any oh, sure. original? The, is there any original inventions? The because, last big invention we right. talked about. Because right. everything is a take on something else. The right. car is just a take on walking. Right. <laughs> it's true. It, it, it is. And it, it's hard. It, you start, everything goes back. You know, you're like, well, recorded music. Well, right. people used to perform music. Mm. And at some point, they started performing the same music. Right. So, so somewhere, some, at some point, someone had an original thought, original idea, and everything else is just a takeoff of that. It is. It's so, like fire. So, you know, someone in the past has been like, has anyone ever taken a 
Three Musketeers <laughs> and drill the hole. Oh, no, so you went more original than me. I went sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> so your idea is just to take on the Three Musketeer idea. <laughs> it's not original. It's true. Someone already thought of it. They just had a Three Musketeers. Oh, I mean, man. you could say that your idea is just a take on the creamy nougat that's already in that's the Snickers true. bar. <laughs> so it's not original. I don't even to know why that bar. want that. To, it's not like I, I'm not wishing that someone would eat it. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking. I wonder if that's happened. <coughs> you know, and someone maybe has someone put it back in a wrapper. I don't know. <laughs> People do weird stuff. Put it back in a wrapper. <laughs> My Snickers. Wrapper is a jar. Should I be concerned? <laughs> this tastes like shit. <laughs> I, I, listen, we should start a TikTok challenge where people can just post their original thought and see. I have a. I, it would be very dark. I think. Oh man, yeah, because it have to be because people don't like to think about dark things, and that's. Uh, oh no, they do. They do think about dark things. We don't talk about them. No, you know? that's true. Because what are you? What are you going to think about? Like, I wonder if anyone has. Had so a maybe s- you're had a smiley face tattooed on the definitely you know on whatever wherever anywhere yeah anywhere of course sure of course everyone's thought about it so maybe you need to switch your tactic then instead of going dark you go uh, well that's why I was trying to go happy with a smiley face with the Snickers bar <laughs> I was trying to go happy with the Snickers bar yeah oh <laughs> uh, it, it's a good challenge it's a good challenge right right find us on social media tell us your original thought I'm really curious now. Yeah, we should, we got to put this this clip on TikTok and yeah. see what people say. What is your <laughs> What is your original thought? The comments should be fantastic. Yeah, I got a little love on TikTok the past few days because I posted a thing about DeSantis. What Trump th- Trump threatened DeSantis? He threatened him. Basically said like if he runs, I will spill the beans. I'll, I'll I know some dirty secrets about Ron. Yeah, I'm sure everyone knows some dirty. He looks like a pretty so dirty I, guy. I just posted on TikTok that I'm really excited for this to happen. Oh yeah, so. I uh, I'm interested in um, uh, the next. I don't know. The next presidential election is probably going to be way way more interesting than 2020 because there's a big chunk of people that don't want Biden to run. Um, Man, listen. There's a huge chunk of people that don't know who should run, and so they just like maybe Biden should just run really quickly before we take a break. I listen. I you can't argue with a midterm victory like this. That is this does true. not happen to a president who's polling, and this doesn't happen to any president in the midterms unless it's after an act of war, mm-hmm. like Bush, right? But to to happen to a president during a time like this with inflation and his polling numbers are very, very low, like, this type of victory is crazy. It is. It's really, really crazy. And I'm happy about the, it. The red wave did not come. But you can't, if you're the DNC, you're like, well, this was a referendum on Joe and he just cleaned up. Right. What are we... We have to go with him now. Well, is it a referendum on Joe? It, well, it because is. It, it seems... is be- because that's what Republicans and Democrats no. would do it too, right? We, it always is. It, during a first midterm, it's always no, I know. a referendum on the exi- on the president because that's what the opposing party always does. Didn't, did you watch that video that Randy? I think Randy sent us the other day about the the, the guy that. Oh man. If the if the Democrats had lost, then I think that 
the DNC would and the Democrats at large would be like, yeah, okay, it's time to move on. Oh, this guy right here. Everything still sucks. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Vote in a Democratic president. Everything still sucks. So vote in a Republican Congress. <laughs> it just goes through all the years. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really strange. It's really, really strange that he cleaned up the way he did. I mean, I mean Warn uh Warnock's probably gonna win that runoff. It seems like it seems like pretty hardcore Republic hard, Republicans are pulling away from Trump right now. It seems like they have to. They are trying really hard. All his people Fox are News is abandoning him. Uh, everyone's like trying to jump ship on this guy because yeah. he's toxic. And uh, that is going to make this election interesting because what's going to happen in their primary? I mean... Because he won't... He can't shut up. Even if he doesn't run... He'll still hold rallies and tell people who to vote for. Right. And then those people will be like, please don't mention my name. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, I mean, he's held rallies this whole time for the past two years that he's not been up in public office. He, so he's been weird. holding. It's really strange. So I don't know. I don't know what. I don't necessarily want Joe to run either. But what do you. Your hands are kind of tied when. He's so old. When he's winning. He's he going to be 80. He's so fucking old. Yeah. He's so old. Let him win again, and then he die in office. Die or resign in office, yeah, and, and Kamala will take over. Like just whatever. I don't know. I didn't expect this. I was very hopeful. I was very very hopeful that Democrats would win. You know, I they won the yeah they're in the they won the Senate is still in their control as of yesterday. It might even be more and it in their might control. be more in their control based on this. You know, I gotta say, you might not need fucking Joe Manchin who's ruined everything. I know. I gotta say that um, most of the results went as expected for me. At least the races that I was following, I I assumed Evan McMullen wouldn't win here. Sure. I was hopeful that the results would be better than they were. They weren't. Right. I was a little disappointed. Um, Lauren, Lauren Boebert got voted out. Not yet. I thought she lost officially. I'm no. pretty sure she officially lost. No, I'm checking right now, but go on. The Oz lost, which I oh, dude, kind that of was expected. a good one. That was a good one. I was. Super I gotta say, the only race that actually pisses me off is the Georgia race. I cannot. I can't. How believe, did that many people vote for Herschel? Walker? I cannot believe it's going to a runoff. Herschel Walker. He's dumb. Is dumb as he's even dumber than Marjorie Taylor Greene. He's, yeah, like. he's dumb, man. He's just not a smart guy. No. I, I don't know how how I don't it's, know. It's amazing. I don't know. And it's Okay, so right now Lauren Bobert is up by shit, it's like it's like 1100 votes. With ninety nine percent reporting, I swear that I saw that she was. Uh... So it's within right now. It's a point four percent margin. So once they're done voting, if it's still within there, then um, they'll have a they'll have a recount by state law, I believe, if it's under point five percent. So I know, man. I watched that one really closely, and I was like, I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene won by a landslide. It's astounding. It's also embarrassing. It's astounding. Because she's also a complete idiot. Fucking Georgia. Man. And I'm not just like I'm not just saying I'm not just saying that like politically, like, oh that person is a you know like, Oh, she's not bright. She's a, yeah. she is an unintelligent right. stupid person. Right. She's she is not 
educated. She is dumb, 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 dumb. She's really dumb. It's really weird. Like, I would not be friends with her because she would be so dumb that it would just be like, can you just... Yeah. It's really strange. So, uh, I don't know. Hold out hope that these last 1% of votes that Colorado's counting uh, go to Adam Frisch, but shit, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So, before we go into our main topics here, do you want to take our... You, uh, let's take a, you want to take, take a two breaks here? Let, let, we'll, we'll at least take one right now. If we need to, okay. you know, if we don't need to when we're going into I the I need to go stuff. find some water, so. Okay. Um, okay. Well, let me play the music then. I'm going to have to find another set of music for another break. You can just play another Rejected Takeoff song. So that's what this I don't is, have, people. I don't have recordings of those. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be back with, I don't know, whatever. Next. Okay, everyone, it's 2.30. Time for dinner. Because on Thanksgiving, 2.30 is dinner time for some reason. Oh, my, Lois, those sweet potatoes look delicious. That's the stuffing, Ma. Now put on your glasses before you run over another black guy. Oh, this looks fantastic. I can't wait to poop this out. Hey, who's going to get the Thanksgiving dump trophy this year? You are! Dad's going to get it! Who else? (laughs) (laughs) Loving. Loving family. Well, dig in, everyone. Hello, Ida. Hello, Brian. How have you been? Very well, thank you. He threw up when he found out you were a monster. This food is so good, Lois. Ah, okay. Wow. This is the Arctic Podcast. Hey. I, uh... Quick break. I didn't know what to bring us back to, so I played Kurt Angle's entrance music. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh, Good man. old Kurt Angle, man. Well, you know, sometimes I wonder about our format, but whatever. We'll just go with it. You remember Kurt Angle? Yeah, I remember Kurt Angle. The real the real wrestler turned... Then he'd go to the, the ramp and then... Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. I oh, can't believe you, you never went to a live one of those, man. They were so fun. I didn't really, you know... They didn't, they didn't come to Utah. No, I know often. they don't. They never do. Yeah. And when they do, they put on half-ass shows. Right. It's like Monster Jam. Yeah. Although I went to Rice. Never mind. Went to that's whatever. I went to Rice Cycles. It was amazing. Yeah. Monster Jam. Yeah. Uh, okay. I got I got a few stories to talk about, and none of them are that pleasant. Okay. But we were just talking well, about the election. If I would have known that, I would have not played this rousing song. No. Well, we were just talking about the election, and let me play the Rescue Nine One One. There you go. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> Don't worry, man. We're on the way. Oh. God, I love this show. Thanks. William Shatner. Did William Shatner do Rescue 911? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. Hmm. 132 right. in Bush. I've got him at gunpoint. Oh, that's cops. Yeah. My bad. Uh, I was having this conversation with a coworker about how good Republicans are at politicking, right? Yeah. Yes. And how good they are at playing dirty and saying stupid shit that works, right? Things like, like this gazpacho? Yeah, or like make America great again. Right. You know? Um, 
and it, it turned into it turned into a conversation about like why Democrats can't do that. And my my coworker pointed out something very interesting, and that's mm-hmm. that the Democrat or liberal wing of the country mm-hmm. is made up of educated and then very poor. True. And that's not to say you can't be educated and poor or can't be poor and I just said that educated <laughs> or poor and educated <laughs> or in my case both, both. <laughs> right um but the, the my point to him was like well, that's true it's <laughs> the same thing three times I know it's the same thing three times I I'm, I'm having a hard time articulating this but essentially it came down to well democrats can't say stupid and really rude shit because they would lose most of their support. Yes. Right? R- yes. So anytime one of them does, it, they lose they, they get canceled. They, yeah, they lose support. They get canceled or they it's just they kind of just fall away, right? Right. So even even for the poor among the liberal uh wing, they don't stand for mean shit either. Mhm. But in American politics and probably politics in any democracy, that seems to be what gets votes somehow is being ridiculously rude and and saying well, stupid because shit. Because nowadays that comes off as that person's real. Right. He's saying the real truth. And so I, I'm just curious what like if I were in charge of, of liberal politics, what what game would I start to play? And I really don't know. That's why we're all doomed. Yeah, because you could say crazy shit and then be like, listen, to any liberal watching this, we're just saying this. <laughs> right? We, it's not true. We don't believe it. But we're trying to get the people over there who do believe this kind of talk to think that their guy's actually bad, which we all know he is. Mm-hmm. But they only believe it if we say this crazy shit like, you know, Trump fucked an orangutan. Well, that I've heard is true, actually. <laughs> right? I don't know if you... So, and then, uh, then it, this thought was compounded by a poll I found on Show of Hands. Mm-hmm. And it's this question. Let me ask you what you think. As you've gotten older, have your beliefs and opinions become more black and white, e.g. I'm 100% certain, or mo- more gray, e.g. maybe I'm wrong? W- how would you answer that question? Um... Have your beliefs and opinions become more black and white, well, on one hand, I'm 100% certain that's wrong I or tr- good. I think that I I try to keep things gray okay, as much as I can. I definitely don't think things are black and white. And I do think that I've changed from that. As so a, as, as, you've, a, as, as a, you've gotten older, you've said, yeah. I'm, I'm less certain that right. that is right or wrong. Right. Okay. Me too. And And not only that, is even when I am certain, I try to keep myself... Like, um, you know, with all the with with all the hyperbole and all the the this is the end of democracy talk from from Democrats, I try to put myself on the other side and say, well, these guys are thinking the same thing. Right. But I just can't really understand why. But I guess I would like to know. Which is why it's confusing. Okay, right. Good. So I, I, this is a poll that I happened to cross, and there's all sorts of demographics because you enter your information into show of hands mm-hmm. so that as you vote, it categorizes you by income, education, gender, party, okay? 
So this was glaring to me, though. So once again, as you've gotten older, have your beliefs and, opi- and opinions become more black and white, i.e., I know that's right or I know that's wrong, or are they more gray, i.e., maybe I'm wrong about that, mm-hmm. okay? This might be the most telling poll I've run into on this platform in a long time. Right. 71% of Republicans believe that their, their opinions and beliefs are more black and white. They're 100% certain about their opinions. 71%. Yeah. 36% of Democrats believe that. So it's almost, the ex- it's almost a complete... Well, based <laughs> like, on the people I know who are pretty hardcore conservative, that is true. It holds up. Yeah. But then, I, but then, same thought process, if you were leading the charge for liberals or Democrats to try and gain votes, what can you say? I don't because to a, to a Republican, you can say, Democrats are evil, they just want to murder babies, and they're 100% certain that's true. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so it's like, I, so I, on one hand, I'm like, I'm happy this election went the way it did, certainly could have gone better, but I'm happy we maintain control of the Senate, things like that. But then I read this, I'm like, ah, I just don't know how, I don't know how to convince people that they might be wrong. Well, as just, we've... Not that you are wrong, just that you might here's be. the thing, and we've talked about this recently, is there's a large number of the population, including ourselves, that have to experience something oh. in order for them to know that it's wrong, yeah, in order to have empathy. Uh, and like I said, we're both, we've admitted oh, yeah. that we have been guilty of this before. It might be the worst um, part of human nature. Yeah, and it really... I, I will say that with with education and being able to learn other things and live in other places and experience other things, you are able to have more empathy over things. Um, when you are not, things are pretty black and white in your world. And until your son comes out as gay right or until you have a friend who you know you find out your best friend is actually an illegal immigrant or uh you know something like that whereas you know if you have a little more education and 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 experience you might already have a a sense of that or uh you know yeah a little empathy for that situation so that may be where some of the black and white comes from, which is why I've always maintained that despite Utah being heavily Republican, it's not as bad as some of the other states because of all the missionaries here that do get to go out and go to other countries and other states and live in, in poor places and experience other things and get to have uh, some of that empathy. Right. Yeah. But it's true. Uh, it's just it's just a conundrum to me how you I don't know. I don't know how to politics. I don't know this. that you have a there's a there's an answer for that just time. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Time yeah. and and uh I, I don't know. You know, I it's probably it's it's been a problem for ever, I'm yeah. sure. Oh yeah. That's why progress is so slow. Right. If if everyone thought the same, then we'd probably be, you know, on other planets. Right. <laughs> we, well, we, it, <laughs> I mean, this this poll, albeit small, 
illustrates that half the population thinks they know exactly what's right and wrong, and half the population is like, I don't know. Well, it's yeah. And we're going to talk about a couple stories here that play. Get, they're not that have to do with this at all, but just you can find the relevance in them. You know? Right. Before I talk about those stories, are you interested at all in uh, local, like <laughs> state ballot initiatives and how they ended up? I thought for sure that you were going to go into a commercial there. It sounded like, are you interested at all in having better underwear? Me undies. Yeah. Yeah. I just found an article that talks about all of the local stuff that was passed, like constitutional right to abortion in Vermont was passed. I don't know if anybody's interested. I mean, I don't follow it really. I mean. Some of them were kind of interesting, like uh, Nebraska voted to increase their minimum wage to $15 an hour. Wow, really? Nebraska. Uh, Missouri voted to. Um, legalize recreational marijuana. Missouri? Missouri. So some of them are kind of interesting. Um, St. Louis is in Missouri. That's probably why. Uh, Nevada. We've talked about this a lot. They voted yes to rank choice voting in open primaries. Good. Yeah. You know who's you know who's really coming down hard on rank choice vo- voting? Republicans. Republicans. Yeah, they hate it. Uh, Nevada increased the minimum wage to $12 an hour. Ooh, that's it. Um, this one was weird to me. In Ohio... They're requiring U.S. citizenship to vote in local elections. I thought you had to be. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Wait, they were. What, sorry, what? Require U.S. citizenship to vote in local elections. Uh, I thought. I thought you. I, I could be wrong. I, I, I thought know, you had maybe to. Be. You didn't before there. I, I guess. I mean, some of these guys are passing stuff just because, like Kentucky passed a constitutional right to bear arms in their state constitution. <laughs> um, there was one in Oregon that was very sad, which was establish a right to health care. This measure would amend the state constitution to ensure affordable health care access, access balanced against a requirement to fund schools and it's half and half. Half, half the people voted no. It looks like it's going to win. There's 89% of the vote in they're up, but... Yeah, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand no. the opposition to some of these things. <laughs> it's really weird. Anyway... That's just some of the local stuff that I found. But what's even more funny or damning is they'll be like, no, we don't want this. Man, that medical bill I got the other day was astronomical. <laughs> right? I can't believe I'm paying $700 a month for insurance. Right. I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, trigger warning for sexual assault on these two stories coming up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Alexandria, Louisiana. A woman outfitted outfitted with a tiny microphone and hidden camera walked up to a dilapidated drug house on a chilly afternoon last year to buy meth from a dealer known on the streets as Mississippi. But as the informant disappeared inside with the career criminal with a rap sheet spanning three decades, her law enforcement handlers left her undercover on her own, unprotected and unmonitored in real time. And the devices she carried passively recorded a crime far more horrific than any drug buy. Under threat of violence, the dealer forced the woman to perform oral sex on him twice. In an act- attack so brazen, he paused at one point to conduct a separate drug deal. Uh, it was one of the worst depictions of sex abuse I've ever seen, said a local official who viewed the footage and spoke to the AP on condition of anonymity. Just the audio from it is enough to turn your stomach. It's a female being sexually brutalized while she's crying and whimpering. Even as the woman cried and her assailant threatened to put her in the hospital, narcotics deputies remained down the block in the blighted neighborhood, unaware of what was going on. That's because, as authorities have told the AP, they never considered such an attack might happen, and the devices the woman carried didn't have the ability to transmit the operation to law enforcement in real time. 
2021 when this happened. Okay. We're recording this now in this little bedroom. Right. In real time. And I can hear it in my ears in well, real time. <laughs> yeah, but we don't... The technology definitely exists. I mean, you would need yeah. a, a wireless transmitter. Right. We use wireless mics. Yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah. It was I'm, recording, but not to where my guys were monitoring it, said... Uh, <laughs> unless, she, parish. unless she has a, a cable blaming the january 2021 incident on his inexperience from only being in the top the jo- top job six months at the time there are always things you learn that can you can do better you think <laughs> the case is the central the central louisiana city of forty-seven thousand underscores the perils confidential informants face seeking to work off criminal charges so just to be clear this woman was caught with meth, mm-hmm. and the cops said, help us catch a drug dealer, and maybe we'll lessen your charge. Right. And she ends up getting raped. Okay? Records show it wasn't until the woman left on her own and contacted her handlers that deputies searched the single-family home and arrested Antonio Jones on charges of second-degree rape, false imprisonment, and distribution of meth. Um, deputies surveilling the home after the woman went inside assumed she must be okay because someone else entered after to buy her drugs after her to buy drugs. Um, they didn't start using equipment capable of monitoring in real time until after this alleged rape, and often would send informants into stings without recording equipment at all. We've always done it this way. Well, So here, here's, the, here's the best part. Not the best part. If you thought that was bad, okay? Mm-hmm. Just three weeks after her recorded assault, court records show the woman was charged with possession of drug paraphernalia stemming from an arrest that happened about a month before the sting. But I, wasn't she... So she holds up her end of the deal. Right. She gets arrested for, for paraphernalia and possession. They say, help us in a sting, mm-hmm. and we'll maybe lessen your charges. She ends up getting raped during that sting. Three weeks later, they arrest her anyway and charge her with possession. See, but... Yeah. That's why you don't do anything for the cops unless you have signed lawyered yeah. documentation. But they won't let you, right? Well, then you don't do it for them, <laughs> yeah. yes. They'll say, you either go to jail or you help us do this. Well, can I talk to an attorney? No, you go to jail. Well, you can still talk to an attorney. But they're not going to cut a deal with you. If you, you know, they'll be like, fuck, no. We need to, they need to hold all the cards, yeah. right? Um. Well, maybe after this gets out, they... Uh... It's unbelievable, man. It's 2021. It's not 1965 where you're sending someone in with a big tape recorder in their pocket. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that uh, you should definitely... Uh, there's really shouldn't be that hard to uh, to get a wireless transmitter where you can hear... No, not with their... Yeah. Uh, okay, while we're on the topic of rape... Sorry, another trigger warning. This one isn't about an incident, though. It's about an Iowa teen who killed her rapist. Um, Piper Lewis, 17, was sentenced Tuesday after she, after she pleaded last year to involuntary manslaughter and willful injury in the June 2020 killing of 37-year-old Zachary Brooks. Um, he was, she was his slave, sex slave. Ooh. And uh, she killed him in his sleep. She stabbed him 30 times. Okay. And not only was she sentenced... Um, let's see where, where the exact sentence went. 
I think she maybe got some time served, but she also was ordered to pay $150,000 in restitution to the man's family. So the question is, as a prosecutor, why the fuck would you prosecute this? Well, what do you mean by slave? Like, was she being held captive? Yeah. Lewis said, um, let's see, Lewis was 15 when she stabbed Brooks more than 30, she's 15 years old, 30 times. Officials have said Lewis was a runaway who was seeking to escape an abusive life with her adopted mother and was sleeping in hallways of an apartment building when a 28-year-old man took her in before forcibly trafficking her to other men for sex. Lewis said one of those men was Brooks and that he had raped her multiple times in the weeks before his death. She recounted being forced at knife point by the 28-year-old man to go with Brooks to his apartment for sex. She told officials that after Brooks had raped her yet again, she grabbed a knife from a bedside table and stabbed Brooks in a fit of rage. I thought trafficking was all the rage for Republicans and conservative (laughs) states trying to get rid of it. Prosecutors... I guess you have to be white. Yeah. Police and prosecutors have not disputed that Lewis was sexually assaulted and trafficked, but prosecutors have argued that Brooks was asleep at the time he was stabbed and not an immediate danger to Lewis. Well, he would be when he woke up. Iowa is not among the dozens of states that have so-called safe harbor laws that give trafficking victims at least some level of criminal immunity. Mm -hmm. This is, like, this is, this fucking Gilead, man. This is terrible. Yeah, that happened on the last episode of Gilead. Did you watch the last episode? I I just don't understand how a prosecutor's like, I mean, my hands are tied. (laughs) Come on. Oh, man. I don't know. Speaking of things that you are sure are not true. (laughs) I don't know if you saw this Mormon church in Australia story. I have heard. I have not. Holy dove Moses! Into it. Uh, a very long investigative story in Australia found that the church, the Mormon Church, they claimed between 2008 and 2020 that they increased their charities by 1.35 billion dollars. Mm-hmm. That's what they've given to charity. Right now. The thing that's appalling about this is that they have $100 billion in cash that we know of. And they're still saying that between 2008 and 2020, 12 years, we've given away 1.35 million billion oh. out of the 100 that we know of in one account. Right. In 12 years, they've, they've given away 1.35. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they're making $12 billion a year just on interest. Mm-hmm. A year. No, I know. Right. But analysis of the Latter-day Saint charities, which have never been released, they were found in an investigation, show it only provided $177 million in total charitable support over the same period, a discrepancy of $1.18 billion. Wow. What, um... <laughs> there's no... There's, the church spokesman did not directly answer questions about the discrepancy, but maintained that his public statements offered the best summary and insight into its charitable spending. Well, they don't have an answer for where... No. Uh, let's see. If... Enzyme Peak guy who leaked it, he spoke to this newspaper. The Enzyme Peak Fund, there's $100 billion in cash, was earning as much as $7 billion in interest in the 2010s. Um, 
the church's charity accounts now show that its charitable spending was about 0.28% of the interest, or $20 million at the time. So, I mean, I don't know how this doesn't become bigger news. It, it, it seems to me that the church has, is very powerful in the press somehow and, and suppresses this stuff, because I found they this own, on... They own a lot of media companies. Yeah, this is an Australian website. It's amp.smh.com.au. Um, but they found, they found documents. You can actually, there's a link to the whole document, Latter-day Saint Charities Annual Financial Statements for 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not good. It's, <laughs> it's not good. There's one quote in here. Um, They're clearly, without a doubt, the wealthiest single landowner in the United States. There's no question about it. Nobody even comes close. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, the joint investigation has also uncovered significant ev- evidence of alleged tax minimization and evasion by the church, including in Australia and Canada, where hundreds of millions of dollars are routed through shell companies or other entities to maintain the tax-free status of its income. In Canada, it has donated about $1 billion Canadian over the past 15 years from the Canadian church to Mormon-owned universities in the United States. Under Canadian tax law, this entitles it to a tax deduction as it's for an educational purpose, even though the Brigham Young University campuses in the U.S. have few Canadian students. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Oh, they have a whole thing here. Uh, Australian Mormons donate $100 million a year in tithing and donations. Oh, there's LDS charities in Sydney and Australia with no paid staff but somehow flows a bunch of money to a bunch of different countries like Venezuela, Liberia, Iraq, Haiti, Bangladesh, Burkina Faso. <laughs> Iraq. Yeah. Um, so, no, this is a... We'll see if they face any criminal stuff in Australia because that's where all this, you know, is breaking. Um, there was a really good quote in here about... Uh, oh, it's something about like this is a they claim to be a church that dabbles in business, a religion that dabbles in business, but they're clearly a business that dabbles in religion. You know, oh, yeah, it's a really definitely. good quote. Um, anywho, that's just another one. You know, a few years ago, Enzyme Peak. Oh, they have a uh, Mormon Church's top investments. They own three point six billion dollars of Apple. $2.9 billion of Microsoft, $1.6 billion of Amazon, no wonder, in Alphabet. No wonder Jake Bockler's bishop ring. $1.4 billion in United Healthcare. I don't know, man. I don't know. Not good. Not good. Well, do we need to take another break, or can we go straight into random headlines? I think we can go straight in. Because I don't feel like we need another no, break. No, no, no. I think there may have been... Oh, there was something else. I wanted to talk with you about. This oh. is more about police. There's Danny works for a company that makes chips, yeah, electronics, mm-hmm. and he's working on uh, a camera on a gun when it's fired for police officers. Oh yeah, I like it if it's in addition to because well, this, yeah. a lot of stuff happens on body cam before they pull their gun, right? You know, uh, but then I, then I got thinking, well, why not? Why not put like a something on their holster that counts how many times they pull it? I'd be really interested. Right? Let's say you were on a beat. Yeah. You're a cop. And 
once a quarter, they show the numbers. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Doug, you pull your gun 40% more <laughs> than Robert. Wouldn't you be like, oh, what, what, what's, the, what's the deal? <laughs> right? I'm like, why not, why not use this kind of technology? Like, I don't think they pull their guns that often. I would want to know, though. Yeah. Right? Because what if, what if you were legitimately trying to do a good job and you're like, why the fuck do I pull my gun so much? Maybe I need to be on some pills or something. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, yeah, so he's working on a thing to have the camera turn on when the gun is fired or when it's pulled. I can't remember. It's gonna make it uh, heavy. <laughs> it's like a you big, know what? It's like a big fucking. Why don't we TV just? Camera. Why don't we just have a guy follow the cops with a camera, <laughs> like cops, all day every day? Yeah, yeah there's just a the guy with the boom mic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a whole camera crew, every cop every day. I mean, it's probably pretty small. Those freaking body cams, I think, are enormous. They look huge. Right? They, they look too. I big. think it it less has less to do with the camera, more to do with the storage. Storage and maybe the like it's an on off button on there, yeah, which I also disagree with. I don't think there should be an on off. I think that's a storage issue, you know. But I think you should only be able to to remove it if you're like taking a shit, even you know? then. But it doesn't aim down, let us take a <laughs> shit with it on. Who cares? Yeah, I get really, really mad when I see videos, and I see a lot of them. Unfortunately, my feed is loaded with dirty cops. I know, I get really mad when the camera turns off when you see them gesture to each other clearly telling the other one my camera's on they can't say that out loud right but right. somehow the conversation dies and you hear like mouth movements like <laughs> <laughs> the guy's telling his other cop who's coming up to talk shit hey my, my camera's on my camera's on and then you see his thumb come over it and hit the button to turn it on. it just pisses me off i yeah. think you should be terminated if you turn off your camera that, that seems fair you know i i don't know I don't see why you turn it off. Like, oh, we got to investigate this shit now. Turn your camera off. How does that make sense? It doesn't. That's right. weird. Anyway, random headlines. Oh. I think I just talked about all the stories I wanted to talk about. Did you uh, get them all? We interrupt regularly scheduled yes. program to bring these random headlines. See what we do when you put the format? <laughs> <laughs> I needed to take a break, man. Yeah, I know. It was a long take time your, that we were talking about. Your Adam Sandler piss. We were talking about... <laughs> Oh man! Do you see he's on like a concert slash com- comedy yeah, he's tour, playing all his hits, man? Yeah. Like uh, the Jewish song. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the Hanukkah song. Hanukkah song. I wonder if he's a, still a practicing Jew, or if that was just because he was a was Jew he as ever a kid. A practicing Jew. He's well, I mean, enough Jewish. to enough to have Hanukkah instead of Christmas. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You know? Um, I didn't really find stories, so we're just going straight in to find some random That's stuff. That's random. That's random. November 11th. <laughs> <laughs> the Strong National Museum of Play. The Museum of Play. In New York announced the 2022 inductees into the National Toy Hall of Fame. Oh, play as in, like... Play with your toy. toys. <laughs> toys. <laughs> Not the Hall of Masturbate. No, oh, that's actually in. That's in. It's in, <laughs> it's in Cleveland. Yeah, <laughs> right next to the football. <laughs> right. <laughs> really weird. They're right next to each yeah. other. Makes makes visiting with your family really, really uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> the Rochester Museum announced the inductees were selected from a field of ten finalists. 
The finalists included Bingo, <sighs> Briar Horses, Catan, Nerf, Pinata, Phase Ten, Pinata, just like just Pinata, just Pinata. <laughs> That's what. Just it's like twenty. So this is the 2022 finalists. Finalists, not I, I for the not. Toy Hall of Fame, and one of them is Pinata. Pinata and Bingo. Yeah, shouldn't Bingo have been in there like fucking 200 years ago? If it hasn't made it I by mean, now, Bingo's the shit. If it hasn't made it by now, yeah, I mean it's like you know, I mean old people have been playing Bingo since right. That's like not putting Duran Duran. Have you ever played, it? You ever played it in Vegas? It's no. actually fun. I'm sure it's fun. It's, Bingo. I got daubers. You dab your thing. Yeah. I won like $200 once. Uh, I love pinata, though. Not a pinata. Or the pinata. 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 Pound Puppies. Uh, Rack-O. I don't know what that is. Oh, Rack-O. That's a fun game. And Spirograph. We're S- all same finalists. Thing. Come on. Spirograph? My dad found his Spirograph when he was a kid. Uh-huh. And gave it to me. Yeah. Best present I've ever gotten. Yeah? Have you ever played Spirograph? No. I mean, you always slip it. You've never played with the Spirograph? I don't think so. It's like, the, it's like a gear, and it has different oh, smaller yeah. gears. You use yes. the pen, and it makes yes. like flowering. I've, I've done that. It's yeah. so fun. Yeah. Um, so the inductees for 2022 are... Are you ready? Yeah. I wish I had a drum roll. How can you decide against any of these? Well, you I mean, haven't even heard the winners yet. I know. Oh, wait, so none of those actually won? No, those are just, just the, the finalists. finalists. Okay. The uh, inductees are Masters of the Universe. So Key Man. Oh, okay. And uh, Scoliosis Guy. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Scoliosis. Skeletor. Scoliosis Man. (laughs) Um, Light Bright. Mm. Light Bright. I had one of those. And. The top. The top. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> How long has this museum been open? Like one year? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we got to start from the beginning, right? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Oh, look at this. The top is one of the oldest toys. Yeah, no shit. That's why I don't know. It's an integral part of many cultures. <laughs> That's why I don't they understand why really, it's not already they, had in. Really, they were really anti-Semitic until recently. Yeah, they didn't want the dreidel in there. They didn't want the dreidel in there. <laughs> <laughs> with this Kanye shit. They're like, <laughs> yeah. ah, fuck. We better put it in. Gotta get the dreidel in there. <laughs> but can we call it a top? Ah, fine. <laughs> it says it has, with more than 5,000 years of history behind it, it's about time the top spun its way into the National Toy Hall of Fame. All right, I have to Google this real Masters quick. of the Universe, Mattel's toy line centering around heroes He-Man and She-Ra, hit shelves in 1980. So you're telling me that a toy... That's been around for five thousand years. Yeah, got inducted into the same Hall of Fame at the same time. Yeah, as a toy that is forty-two years old. Yes, I don't like this place. That's like, and I googled them. Like, they, they opened in ninety-eight. The top should have been on like there in ninety-eight. Babe Ruth being inducted with uh, me, <laughs> right <laughs> into the Hall of Fame. I feel like fame. they. I feel like a new guy joined the board. He's like, hey, we never. I don't know how this. You guys missed this, but you never did the top. And they're like, oh. The fucking top <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you've never put ball. Or a ball might already be in there. You don't know. <laughs> like we're gonna lose all credibility There's for twenty four years worth of Right. If we bring the top up now, no one's gonna trust us again. 
But you can't not put the The light bright has been around since 1966. 5,000 years. The top. <laughs> I told you, anti-Semitism Jeez. is really what's driving it. Um, like, when you start this, you're like, hey, it's 98. We're starting a toy hall of fame. You can't, you can't, you can't follow the rules in the first year. You got to say, these thousand toys are already in it. That's true. One of them being the top you know and what? the ball. You know what? You're right. That's really dumb of them to yeah. even... Let's pretend like it was around for a hundred years. Yeah, we do ten at a time, a thousand winners. These like rock, <laughs> you know, paper, yeah, scissors, no, knife. That's not a toy. It we learned be. that. We learned that <laughs> in scouts. scouts. Yeah, that's true. Hold on, I'm trying to see what top there. It's what amazing. is all in the toy hall of fame? Like it's uh, to me, it's insulting that Top is even on there with Pinata. Yeah, why is Pinata? Like I like Pinata. Pinata is a toy, though. I mean, I like Pinata, <laughs> but it can't be in there with Top. Twenty twenty one. You want to hear twenty with twenty one inductees? Yeah. We have Risk. <laughs> okay. American Girl dolls. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Sand. Sand. <laughs> Earth. <laughs> sand. Inducted in the year 2021, sand may be the most universal toy in the world. From a geologist's perspective, sand is a dry, gritty material. Thanks. Holy shit. Thanks for the Come history on, lesson, toy, Some, toy Hall someone, of Fame. Someone, you know what? Ralph has brought it up every year. He made a great case this year. Ralph. Explain to us why sand this year. We, you've got some great points. I feel now. like sand, uh, ball, and uh, top should have just. This should have been the first year, right? Like, why are we well, dicking the, around with American girls and risk next when year, we have an yeah. inducted top? Next year it's going to be splash. 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 Splash, splash of water. Of water. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it's going to be called, though. Splash or jump. See, I don't like how general they are. In 2011, the dollhouse was inducted. Can we have a specific dollhouse? Right. Like I guess Barbie. then we need a Dollhouse Hall of Fame. I guess Dollhouse. That's what that means. They're setting up a... 2010, the Game of Life. Playing cards, too. Playing cards. You know what? The ball has been inducted. All right. It when? made it in 2009. 11 years? It took them 11 years to put ball? You know, 9-11 happened. <laughs> you know, the economy crashed, the Great Recession. You know. People started playing with balls again in 2009. That's why. <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. We can't get you any normal toys. We'll get you a ball, though. 2005. The cardboard box. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know about this place. (laughs) I want to know the first things inducted here. Yeah, what was the first thing? 1998, you said it started? Yeah. So Crayola Crowns was one in 1998. They're probably a sponsor. Erector set. All right. These aren't in in any chronological order. The I, frisbee, frisbee's good. I just it's like someone came along and was like, you know, you guys are doing like big toys, like a rector set. Play doh. You need you need ball. You need pinata. Yeah, sand. They started off with this, and they're like, oh man, there's there's a lot of toys. They run out of toys or something. <laughs> they had to be. We should probably put box and sand. They in have there. a backup list when they run out. Yeah. Let's use sand this year. Lego was one of the first ones. It was also apparently named Toy of the Century in 2000. Ah, I'm good with that. 
I'm good with Toy of the Century. Um, but Top, I really have a problem with Top. Slinky. Swing, 2016. Super Soaker, 2015. Oh, man, I did love Super Soaker. Little Green Army Men. <laughs> Henga. <laughs> oh, this is only the first random headline, isn't it? It is. That's a good one, though. That's why we love random headlines. Oh, we stumble onto gems like sand. There's been a new record set in Illinois. How many lanyards do you think you could fit on your body? On my body? I don't know, like 2,000. Really? Because the record is only 509. Uh, maybe I have no concept oh, oh, of yeah. that. Sorry, it has to be around your neck. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I could do probably 510. An Illinois man with multiple Guinness World Records added another title when he donned 509 lanyards at once. What if he started to panic? <laughs> I know, right? What, like, what if he started to choke? How are they going to get him off? Maybe, We're almost there. We're at 200. <laughs> maybe they're all the breakaway ones, you know? They have a little thing one in the one. <laughs> yeah. Woodstock resident Salik Nib Sonny Malona. Malun, Malina? Malina. Is it Malina. an Illinois man? Yeah. I think I found him here. A surgical nurse with 20 years of experience tackled the records for most lanyards worn at once in a tribute to the healthcare system that employs. How is it a tribute? What do you mean he has experience? 20 years experience with lanyards on the neck? No, as a surgical nurse. Oh, why is that? how is that relevant to this? I don't know. Okay. But, uh, well, apparently he did it as a tribute to healthcare, which doesn't really make sense either. No. Healthcare doesn't have a monopoly on wearing lanyards. I noticed that all the lanyards have something on them, too, like an ID card. Well, yeah, I think that's the point. That's interesting. Huh. I mean, I could only hobble together like eight lanyards. Well, it's not It's not how many lanyards can you find. <laughs> well, I know, but do you think he's had 509 jobs? <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like, I don't think that I don't think these are all his. I would hope not. I thought it was just for the record. Maybe I'm misunderstanding. Oh, he also has records for the farthest distance walking barefoot on Lego bricks. Oh, so this guy is a psychopath. Yeah. And largest collection of salt and pepper sachet. Huh. I don't know what that means. I think the record should be furthest walking on Lego chips while smiling. Yeah. <laughs> Needs to be three criteria. <laughs> Barefoot, Lego chips, smiling. Okay. England. An animal rescuer in England responded to an unusual situation when a homeowner found an ill... Ill? Eel? Eel. Ill. Eel. Eel. Flopping around on their doorstep. The RSPCA said Inspector Sarah Morris was called to a Plymouth, England home where a resident discovered uh, the ill on dry land by the back door. This was not your usual type of animal rescue call, Morris said. Morris said she initially thought the resident must have confused a slow worm <laughs> for an eel, but after taking, uh, talking to them about their discovery, she became convinced it was an eel. On arrival, I went back to the garden and found a pink child's paddling pool. It must be an English thing. Okay. Where the finder had kindly placed the eel until I arrived. In 24 years as an inspector, I've never seen an eel out of the water. Eel. 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 How did it get she out of the water? She said the eel's journey to dry land is a mystery. 
But most likely reason would be that it was dropped here, oh, by a heron. So a bird bird probably grabbed it and was like, ew, this is gross. I don't want this. I thought this was a worm. Yeah. (laughs) I thought I made a golden catch. (laughs) It's actually a big eel, too. It's like this big. Either that or the eel was, or the the bird's really upset (gasps) now. Eels are evolving. Wings? They can walk on dry land now. They're going to be a new species, subspecies of human. They can just walk. It's kind of weird. That's it. Alexa, red alert. <laughs> oh. hey, there we go, red yeah. alert. I've <laughs> been wanting to do that for a while. <laughs> You'll only see it if you watch the entire YouTube clip of this show. <laughs> the whole two hours or whatever we're at. There's so many records on this site that I go to. Yeah. British 20-year-old saw 6,931 Rubik's Cubes in 24 hours. Oh, what a long day. How boring. Why do people do this stuff? I don't know, because we decided they don't get paid. No. They just get, they probably have to pay for their own plaque. Probably. Got to pay the way of the the record keeper. Escape miniature horse runs loose along Ontario Highway. It, it made more sense. I mean, I guess they still release the book every year, mm-hmm. the Guinness book. But it made more sense when that was it. Right. You know, it was just that a was book. the thing, but now it's like... You got Google now. Someone on TikTok will do 510 lanyards. Yeah, why don't we just do that? Let's do it. It's dumb. Yeah. We still haven't done the soda chugging one. I still think I could beat that what guy. What was that one? It was like a liter in so many <sighs> seconds or something. Yeah, it'd be so hard, man. I know you think you can do it, but I don't think so. All right. Is that it? I think so. Any more? That was, yeah, that was, no, that was it. All right. I don't have anything else. We have know. a show. We d- oh, yeah, we got to plug the show. We should have oh, done that at the top of the show. Oh, my gosh. How embarrassing. November the 19th. Going to Orem probably the should be the last time this year. Yeah. So all our Utah County friends come out and see us before we exclusively play in Salt Lake. <laughs> and if you didn't know, maybe you're listening to this for the first time, Spencer and I are in a band called Rejected Takeoff. That's true. A rock and roll band group. And, yeah, we're playing a show on November 19th at the Boardwalk in Orem, Utah. We have a new song on the way, too. And it's really fucking good. Well, I mean, let's not get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but you can learn more about the band at thertakepodcast.com. There's a link there for it. Or at uh, scaryparrotmedia.com slash R-T-O. Oh, yeah. Or yeah rejected takeoff so. yeah do we even our show's in Orem at the boardwalk on Saturday I think it starts at 6 30. yep um we're playing second first band's actually pretty cool licks licks my yeah they're they're good. <laughs> <laughs> they're good anyway yep at the R take pod on Facebook Instagram Twitter and TikTok or the artakepodcast.com make sure you listen to our band rejected takeoff for episode 134 of the R take podcast I'm Brian I'm Spencer see you next time